Welcome to the B-Side Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, and today we have a huge announcement to make. We are taking on a co-host and, I guess, technically social media manager. It's Brandy from the Lone Star Lady. What's up? Y'all are stuck with me now. Y'all get to listen to me all the time. And y'all are not going to know what to do with with all of my shenanigans. Anywho, um, so now Frank is done talking. Um, he's, he's no longer allowed to talk to the rest of the podcast because we're trying to train him. Um, yeah, so my name is Brandy. Um, if you have not heard my story, it's a couple of episodes back. So make sure to go and um, listen to that. Make sure to set some time aside because it's like two and a half hours because Frank doesn't know how to be quiet. So this is why we're training him now. Um, anyways, um, we are about to run some stuff on the social media. So make sure you tag B-Side Outdoor or B-Side. Will you stop? Stop it. I see everything you're doing. So make sure to tag B-Side in all of your outdoor um, social media posts so we can definitely get you um, on the page and possibly on the podcast. So would love to, um, to see you guys. Um, today we have Emily and Lakin from the Marsh Chicks, and they are freaking cool. I've been glued to their social media for a couple of weeks. Once Frank kind of told me um, that we were bringing them on, I'm like, cool, these people are awesome. So, um, Emily, Lakin, will y'all drop um, your social medias and kind of let people know where to find you? Okay, cool. Yeah, just so on Instagram, it's going to be under Marsh Chicks, and our YouTube is just Marsh Chicks as well. Perfect. Awesome. Um, so tell us like a little bit about yourselves. Like how, how, how did you get started? Kind of like your background in that aspect, freshwater, saltwater, just kind of how you started. Yeah. Okay. So that entire section that you just said, yeah. you're going to have to restate everything because I couldn't hear you at all. Okay. Awesome. I can do that. Just <laughs> act right. like you're trying to lick the mic, but don't lick my mic. Yeah. Ooh, how many people has licked this mic? I don't think many. <laughs> how many people has licked this mic? <laughs> that is so much better. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, I can oh, definitely repeat. All right. So I definitely, I definitely started off like a lot of these people. And um, I started off when I was really, really young. You know, as soon as I could walk, I was out in the boat with dad. Uh, I was, I grew up as a daddy's little girl, still am. That's who taught me everything that I know. Uh, we started off brackish fishing a lot, um, just because that's the areas that we hunted down in Leeville, Venice, anything like that. Um, duck hunting was a big deal growing up. Um, I kind of got away from it once I got older. I moved to Vermont for a couple of years, moved back, did a lot of moving. And this year, we were actually really excited to start it back duck hunting. Um, Lakin's never really fished before, um, never got to experience hunting. That's just not the lifestyle she was brought up in. So it's been really cool to kind of be able to train somebody in that and really get to see how excited they are when they're doing it. They catch their first, you know, personal best redfish or, you know, out shooting skeet for the first time. Things like I got to do growing up or, you know, Frank got to do growing up. And it's really been, that's been the most enjoyable thing. That's legit. Um, so you, so you mentioned like introducing like Lakin into all of this stuff. So like how, how, how did you two meet and how did that relationship with the outdoors develop? So we actually met on Tinder. 
We've been keeping it classy for a few years now. Uh, this has been um, three years ago. We uh, a little over three years ago. We met on Tinder, and um, after a few months, we started dating. And she still had the house out in Mississippi, and so she had a lake, a bigger pond, pond lake behind her house. And it's been a few years since I've really picked up a rod or did anything outdoors. And I was over there one day, and uh, I brought a rod with me, and I was out there, and I caught some sackleye. And instantly, I was like, oh, this is what it felt like. You know, I, I missed it so much. And I, I ran in. I was like, come on, you have to come fishing. Mm -hmm. And it had been forever since she had even picked up a rod and really hadn't done a whole lot of fishing ever. And so we um, went out in the boat and we did jug lining for the first time. Like that was kind of our big adventure together. And we didn't catch anything. Like not not even a bite. All the bait was still on all the lines. And um, it was pretty nerve wracking to me. I was like, oh man, I ain't been out in the boat for a while. You know, we just started dating. I was like, we ain't catching nothing. And um, we tried it again and I was like, hey, what if what if we just uh kind of do this on a page you know we see other people do it on youtube i was like you're learning and you know i'm just now getting back into it why don't we just do this and that's kind of where it started off so and, and and you mentioned youtube is there like any particular person that like you started watching to like learn different things or was it just like a wide variety i would i would probably say uh Morseman Mason. And also, Southside uh, TV, you know, because we they fish a lot of the same areas that you know I fish as well. Um, I fish a little more east of them, and that's the ones that Dad really enjoys watching. And I was like, I can do that too, because there's yeah, no, there's, sure. especially especially in this part of Louisiana, there's not a whole lot of female influence for me to just to YouTube and watch. So that was definitely a key key component. Of yeah, I don't think there's any female from South Louisiana. That, I mean, yeah. minus the ones that like to show their boobs, but that's a different story. Well, those are appreciated, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the women who want to show their boobs, we're actually going to skip down in our little line a little bit. If if there was one stigma of the outdoors with women, what, what would it be and why? Oh, the stigma is um, we're... We're ditzy, and the only way we become famous is because you know our our whatever we can show, and it's mm -hmm. it's sad to say because um, mainly just the ditzy part. Like, um, and a lot of us, the only reason I think that is because no one gave us the opportunity to learn it. So we're learning all this on our own a lot of times, and so yeah, we do look a little a little different than everybody else, but we're still learning. Even though we may be thirty years old, we're still learning. So I'll, yeah, I'll I mean, sometimes yeah. I'll back in the boat, you know, like I've done since I was ten years old, um, and I'll go to put the trailer out in the parking lot somewhere, and I'll I'll have some old man or some young guy or somebody that'll run, they'll make a point to come across the parking lot to help me back it in, and I was like, thank you, sir. <laughs> You're like, thank you. I appreciate it, but I've, I've, I've got this. <laughs> no, but at the same time, you know, um, some, some of the, some of the guys that, you know, 
may do something like that. They honestly may not be trying to be assholes, but um, they just assume the wrong things because that's what they see the majority of, if that makes sense. All right, Frank, you're chomping at the bit. Oh, no, I'm just listening. Look, you want to tell me to be quiet? I will be quiet. Like, Like, I can see his face right now. He's like, he's like stopping himself. I'm nodding in agreement. I'm nodding in agreement. (laughs) I'm just so proud of you right now for just like composing yourself. I know. Okay, so as, as a male side of things, if you see a woman out at the boat ramp, would, would you? be the person to help or offer help or anything like that it depends if they need help or not and you can you can tell like i mean there's guys that i'm like hey do you want me to back in your trailer because you have no clue what you're doing i used to make money at the boat ramp like that you get like a minimum like three tries all right i'll let you go three times so the boat ramp that i used to launch out a lot as a kid you have to back across the road to get in there and the truck's still sticking in the road and it's like come on dude you're backing down one public road across another into the boat ramp. You get like two tries and blocking traffic for like 10 minutes. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah, you also have to know your limits. Like when you're going to an area that's really, really busy, you got to know that you can get it in and out in one try. If not, maybe go find a different boat lot down the road. Like I know Hopedale's like that. You got to back across the main highway to get into the launch. That's not sketch. No, not at all. I just pull in front of people. I don't care. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it ain't my boat I'm pulling, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so since since Frank has kind of like taken over the whole B-Side Outdoors thing, and, and, and him and I have had a lot of conversations about this, um, about the impact we, we want to see in that in the outdoor world. Um, I, I mean, I, I definitely know the impact that I want and Frank knows the impact that he wants. What, what, what impact do you want to make on like your footprint in the outdoor world? Well, I know it's yeah, a loaded question. <laughs> well, one, one of the selfish, I guess, reasons is, and I think it's everyone's low key reason is, you know, when someone thinks of South Louisiana, I want to be kind of thought of like, or in a community for women, I want to be like, ah, that's a bad bitch right there. You know, like, that's kind of like more of a selfish reason just to, you know, be that shining star that's not there at all. Um, And another, I I definitely want to be able to influence just the average person. Like, and I take that, I wish you would talk, but like it, (laughs) Like it really was that average person, you know, that had did a little bit of fishing growing up, but was never taught how to do anything else. And she's, you know, uh, a grown woman, but I still have to teach her how to tie a boat up to a boat launch or, you know, simple things that we wouldn't think were hard, but for someone that never was given the opportunity, uh, they should be able to go to my page and be like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. And they need inspiration. Big thing, you know, Look, speaking of that, I just want to say one of the most phenomenal videos I thought y'all did was the sh- was teaching her how to shoot oh, because yes. I am the <laughs> listen. So I have an 870 pump. Okay. When I'm done, if that gun's unloaded, especially if we're picking up birds, I'm like, here, hold my gun. I don't even put it on safe. I don't do nothing. I just hand it up an open chamber 
And my buddy's like, dude, do you never put it? I was like, if it's loaded, I put it on tape. But I don't think about that because growing up my whole life, that's how we've done it. My family all has it. And my buddy was, dude, you got to start putting it on safe. First thing you did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't have shells in the gun though. Like, so it's definitely a good reminder when you start seeing stuff, even for like people that's experienced. Yeah, it's just a good reminder. I've had a couple people message me on my Instagram and uh, this was a big encouragement when I first started because it was a very slow process. I had, uh, I think she was about 13 or 14 year old girl and she just messaged me. She's like, hey, your page is really awesome. It's inspired me. Can you please give me some tips that will help me be a better fisherman, you know? And I love she those wanted messages. to kind of start an Instagram and maybe a YouTube page as well. And I, I basically told her, you know, it takes a process, A, B, C, D, but if at any point it ever just becomes miserable, make sure you take a step back and revisit the things that made it enjoyable and then pursue after that. You know, you, you yeah. say about you say about taking a step back, but like so for like a year and a half, two years when I started my page, it was like every time I went outside, I was filming. I was filming. I was yeah. filming. And I was like, it was getting to the point where I was like, damn, I don't want to go fishing because I got to carry all this camera equipment with me. And um, so, I don't know, about a month or two months ago, I went out with one of my uncles and I forgot the camera at the dock. Like we were just hurrying up to go trout fishing in the morning and I forgot it at the camp. And I was like, I looked at him and I said, dude, this, I, I remember why I love fishing. I was like, because there's nothing to worry about. And then, of course, the next time I go fishing, it's like, I got to get a video because <laughs> now I don't have a video for this week. It's definitely a fine line between <laughs> you want to grow, but you don't want to forget. Yeah. And this weekend, was uh, we actually went up to our buddy's camp in Butte, Mississippi, and he has a nice little pond behind his house, and we just sat there in a little boat and just fished. No videos, hardly any pictures, and we just sat there and fished with satellite, and it was fantastic. By the way, for everybody that doesn't know, a sakale is a crappie. Just yeah. saying. I was there's... wondering what that was. I was like, I've never <laughs> yeah. heard of that. But I'm not going to ask that question. I forgot that was just a Louisiana thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I went to school with, at Louisiana Tech. And it's like, we were sitting there one day. And um, I was like, oh, you caught a sakale. And the guy, I forgot what they called it. They call it something else, too, besides a crappie. And I was like, we just called the same fish three different names. And we're all within, like, eight hours of each other. <laughs> That's a big difference. Yeah, I forgot that's just a Louisiana thing. Yeah, I mean, because I definitely felt dumb for like 0.02 seconds until uh, someone explained it to me, and I'm just like, cool, I'm in the loop now. So, what's crazy is I thought when I started this podcast, it would be like a ton of Louisiana people listening. I think probably my Texas is actually my highest listening state, followed by Georgia, followed by Louisiana. Like, it's like I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I just I actually just started listening to different podcasts, and because I've just never really thought about listening to podcasts, I don't know. It's just always been YouTube, or you know, you scroll through your Instagram, or yeah. Is it kind of a newer it, thing? I feel like it, it's with, just. I mean, I think the Meat Eater had their podcast probably for five, six years, yeah. and that was that was the first podcast I ever listened, to. and it was like. I don't know if I can listen to podcasts. I drive, and well, from here, it's 45 minutes from where I'm going to be living in a few weeks is like thir- like 15 minutes from work. So it's a little bit different, but like to and from work, I, that's all I do is listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's what I've been doing now is just 
turn it on at work and I stick it in my back pocket and it's just something to kind of listen to and once in a while I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I just keep going back to what I'm doing. Well, um, maybe it was just me, but I definitely like thought podcasts were like, you know, the little books that your grandma used to put in the 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 CD player. I was like, man, like some I don't audio tapes listen to this. Yes, we have like Frank over here tapes. just reading a book. <laughs> I wouldn't put it by him. But yeah, like like that's what I thought a podcast was until I started listening to my buddy Josh Terry's and I, I was hooked. I was like, okay, like I've I've got to figure it out. So I started looking at fishing podcasts and I was like, okay, this is a dangerous rabbit hole I'm about to go down. <laughs> well, one thing I noticed, like, especially here, like, you can listen to and watch YouTube videos from outside of Louisiana. And you're like, you watch all these tactics that are uh, the trips and ticks. Uh, God, I can't talk. Words, words, Frank. Words. <laughs> I can't use uh, uh, my words right now, but trips. You know, okay. Tips the way, yeah, th- there we go. <laughs> tips and tricks. Thank you. Tips and tricks that they use and you like that doesn't work the one good fat boy dictionary for christmas (laughs) yeah no um so the the tricks that we use and the areas that we fish they're not gonna work you know 50 miles west of us or 50 miles south of us at all you know even like you get to like the west side of louisiana and it changes because of how the the marsh is and even the east to the west bank is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, until I fished Hopedale, I've never seen a bass and a redfish caught together. Oh, man, like, that's all we yeah. do all day. <laughs> and it's like, I've because ne- we don't have, we have one diversion, mm-hmm. which doesn't really put enough fresh water, which now Vinny, if, I don't know what his voodoo magic is, because that dude catches bass and redfish all the time. I, I can fish right next to him the same exact way with him and won't catch anything. I'm like, dude, I'm done with fishing with you. He's got that. <laughs> You're doing it. By the by the way, by the way, just to let y'all know, the, the video won't be on here because Brandy didn't put her face on today. But uh, we are definitely making thumbs up. <laughs> I will call you out. Like, so listen, so, in, in a year short. not making the bare minimum for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I, so I Frank, feel hurt. So Frank called me at like 11 30 this morning he was like hey just a reminder we have the marsh chicks today i'm like cool got you i was like so are we gonna put this like the video on here and he's like do you want to i'm like i don't care it's up to you i just need to know if i need to put my face on he goes no we won't do it i'm like okay i'm not putting my face on like (laughs) this is what you're gonna get so so um, the reasoning is, is is this side of things i didn't know how it would look from this side of things with three of us i look rough well no i'm talking about like the The three of us yeah like have you seen my house right now like like i feel like we need to like make a little curtain for you just like a little stand curtain. well look look yeah we get a box once i get in my new residence i will have an office that i can go shut the french doors behind me and record and all you're going to see is a wall so See, that's not entertaining enough for me. Like, we're, like we're we're gonna have to jazz that wall up or something. That's fine. I'll hang my deer. 
Y'all want, want me to go get my deer? I'll go. Hold on. Hold on. I'll be no, back. Y'all no, talk. No, 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 no. <laughs> funny. 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 She is a weird. It's going to be something just subtle. Yeah. We'll put that in our weekly team meeting. Hey, what's going to be on the wall? What's going to be on the wall? I'm like, I don't know. I'll put like a dry erase board. Like yeah, just see if people notice. That's part of the game. So, like, right? Uh, if you if you look at Vinny, if you watch Vinny's lives when he does his podcast, he's got his wall and he's that he decorated and all of that for his videos and all. And I'm like, dude, that's just too much. Like, like I I couldn't see doing that because I mean that dude has like antique baits hanging on the wall, antique traps, antique decoys. Yeah, he got those at home. Uh, he got those at home. No, Hobby Lobby. He might have. Lobby. I don't know. Look, they have a nice little section of antique looking <laughs> stuff. Lincoln, are you still over there alive? Yeah, she is. Look, hello. <laughs> she is. She's alive. I just don't like cool. this one. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. So, um, so, it's, so yeah, back on track. I'm sir. sorry. I, I look. Mr. I'll get us off track. Yeah, this is why you have me now. You're welcome. You hello. First down that hole. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, they, I could tie the deer into what they were talking about earlier. That deer was shot about 10 minutes from view. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. So, we'll have to invite them back for a hunting podcast next. Yeah, we will. We can go down rabbit holes all day long. Uh, and then you'll hour... end up with a three hour podcast like we did. <laughs> yeah. But I sat there and I listened to that two and a half hour podcast. So, it was pretty great. So, she's the one person that listened <laughs> to the whole thing. I listened to it all. I was like, it's Bless you. It's like Lord bless you. I was like, the longer it got, I was like, the better it got. Well, I, th I think that's mostly because <laughs> that's the drucker I got. <laughs> yeah, I was drinking the whole time. So, so we sit there. And she she sends me a video, and she's like, oh, "I'm drinking milk and waffle," and I'm like, "I'm drinking Crown." <laughs> Listen, I need you to lay off my milk and waffles, okay? Did I make some today before this podcast? Yes, yes, I did. Do I need you to quit judging me? Yes. This is a judgment-free zone. Because, look, I like to got my eye stuck out four times today by sticks because of people I hang out with. All right? So <laughs> I don't judge anything. Preference, homie. Like, look, all I'm saying. I need so many backstories right now. <laughs> oh, oh there, there's backstories. <laughs> I need so many. <laughs> so One okay. day we'll just have to do a backstory podcast. So just one I'll, day I'll give it a little. Who would set alligator lines for me? So... Um, the way we were doing is hanging in a willow tree. Well, a willow tree has branches everywhere. Yeah. So you're trying to get to the base branch where you got two guys that are pulling on the tree to try to get where they need to be. And like Vinny's pulling one way. So it's like, it's like pushing me into a branch. They just fight each other <laughs> yeah. at this point. No, you I can dodge a limb, you can dodge a ball. When we go frogging, it's like, all right. So of course the biggest bullfrog out there is going to be under the lowest hanging willow tree on the bank you have to it's low so you have to just shove me up as far as you can in there <laughs> and i come out with scratches all over my face you gotta you gotta get you a frog net for them though that, that takes all the fun out of it i mean I'm, I'm fine with that but look Emily, we got, I got you. groceries <laughs> are expenses grocery are expenses all right <laughs> it'll just be another one i could catch they'll come out again a lot of times just circle back around after a couple hours, they'll be back up there. All right, Brandy, you want us to get, a, get us back on track? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so there was this big controversial. I need a dictionary now. Um, a big controversial thing that happened up north this past weekend, and I'm sure everyone's heard about it. But the walleye tournament. Um, I don't know, Emily, if you guys fish any tournaments or not. But what are your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, we've never fished a tournament. It's definitely on the bucket list for me to do. We just don't really know how to get started. But Girl, uh, call me. I got you. Uh, yeah, you got me? All mm-hmm. right. I'll have to get your number by the end and you can okay. help us out. But no, the whole the whole thing and besides epic memes, um, I think it's just um the unethical side of it. I mean, these are people that fish tournaments together all the time and they probably consider each other friends, you know. Somewhat, I would I would assume, and to to lie to the people that you work with like that is just completely unethical. And how many times they did it, we don't know. Um, so they're saying it's like grand larceny is what they're yeah, going. Yeah, because you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. here, and you're looking at some serious criminal charges here. So it was. They said it was like eight pounds of weight over five fish. I'm yeah. like, that's over yeah, a pound of obvious. fish. That, and, like, like you know, you can look at it like a 26-inch redfish is around 12 pounds. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if you get a, you know, and you can hold it up and be like, yeah, that's like a, you know, 12 I mean, these pounds. these people do this all the time. Yeah. So, how do you how do you think you're going to get away with it? You know, how desperate do you have to be to want to get away with it? Because, like, are, were they in trouble with their sponsors already uh, and they had to win this? Because, I mean, people lose all the time. Well, they said, like, this, they, they were nobody. This season, they've yeah. won like almost every tournament they enter. Mm-hmm. That's a big, and I think that flag right yeah. there. Yeah, like you don't go from winning nothing to zero every to zero. That yeah, that and then there was like filleted walleye that they were using, and apparently it was like a artificial tournament and all kinds of stuff that that they were caught in. And um, from my understanding, they were arrested like two two or three days ago. Really, I haven't heard about that. Yeah, it's it's all grand larceny because yeah, I mean, I mean you're looking at. Uh, I mean, hundred th- some of them are hundred thousand dollars a turn. Pretty tournament. much, pretty much robbing. I mean, that's yeah. what they are doing. They're robbing. Mm-hmm. And then from, and then from my understanding, I think it was like seventy five percent of the sponsors that were on their jerseys weren't even giving them any money. Like they just straight up just put them on their jerseys just and like now. Fraud. Just yeah, all the way around. Yeah, and yeah, you know, like I was talking a lot about that, and it's like I'll promote Cajun Lores because Zach has helped me out. Zach's one of the few people I went to a trade show, and Zach walked across the aisle to come talk to me. So it's like, look, I'll promote you all you want. Anybody else? I'm not giving you free sponsors, like free sponsorship. I looked at his website the other day. Uh huh. I'm definitely placing an order. Oh, I, I'm telling you. Um, and if you like, I can message him on Instagram, and within a day, he's back. Like, he gets back to you, so. Yeah, so you have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So we've only been doing this for about 10 months, and and I guess we've really, really gotten into it, like, in the last, like, eight months, maybe, and it's really exciting where we're going with it, you know? There's so many yeah. opportunities out there. We just have to. Well, and, and, and just watching your following grow the way it has been just within the past couple of weeks is pretty cool to watch. Um, with with all of 
like the content you guys have been putting out and the and like you both look like you're having so much fun and I think that's like the key factor for everything because a lot of people go out oh I just I'm going fishing for content or oh I'm just going fishing for tournaments or whatever you guys are genuinely out there having fun yeah and we love a challenge like we'll go different places sometimes and be like no we're not gonna catch anything but the challenge of if we catch one fish like that just puts us over the top right there exactly so what's funny is you say that so uh, i've been tagging for five six years then he started tagging he was trying to do a video on tagging fish yeah and he's like dude i ain't caught a redfish in like two weeks (laughs) (laughs) he says i can't catch a redfish it's like so so labor day weekend me and him went out and fished all day and we're like we fished you know top water finally started getting the swim baits and i caught a 26 inch redfish and i was like yep going back in the water you know and then he turns around and caught like a 13 inch but i laugh at the video because if you watch it he bass flips it in the boat like <laughs> no not or anything he's just like nope fine <laughs> so but yeah we caught two fish all day long it's like and when i was a kid that area we were fishing in you could catch a limited redfish in 20 minutes wow. so well, I mean, like, uh, I know on y'all's podcast, uh, y'all were talking about the limit of redfish, and you were so shocked on that it was, that was five under a certain length here, but no one's talking about how, like, the, the pogey baits. Oh. I mean. I, I covered it on one of the earlier podcasts. It's just and I haven't like, listened to all your podcasts. Yeah, I mean. That's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's probably at this point 10 to 15 hours of content, you know, yeah. and it. If you pick up in the middle of it, it's not like our podcasts are sequential. You could pick up anywhere, really. And unless we refer to something, you're not going to listen. But I talked about it, and it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we got a fish side. Yeah, that's cool. But when you run a 12-foot draft in 10 feet of water, you're going to churn the bottom up enough to kill the redfish that are chasing the pogey, the specks that are chasing the pogey, and any of the other fish because it gets in their gills and it suffocates. And like you can watch them boats out there, especially out of Venice. You watch them, they'll have redfish float all around them boats. Oh, yeah, they're just killing. Yeah. Just killing and killing and killing. And, you know, no one's really bringing it up to light just because this political, you know, it's all it is. Well, and then I love how they're like, oh, yeah, we put some regulations in. No, you didn't. You just want to know how much they're catching. Yeah. That's all you want to know. Like, you're not worried about what they're catching but now the speckle trout limit i don't know when it goes into effect but they actually changed our speckle trout limit yeah, so it's 15, 15 yeah, out of 13 so, and a half yeah so. so we might actually like catch a limit for that. <laughs> and you know i talked to a guide about that and he was like i'm glad they're going down yeah he's like because it's it's unreal expectation yeah. like to go and catch he says i catch you know 50 fish and he says it's supposed to be a three-man limit on a guide boat and I was like, first of all, I disagree with that. Well, that. I mean, it's a, it's a guide fishing. Thing. Yeah, but still, the guide shouldn't be because they go out. They're and, supposed to be put yeah. you into the action. Yeah. And you just, they just sit there and watch them. Yeah, but, and then anyway, but he's like, I'll go out and catch 60 specks, which is a ton of meat. And then everybody's like, oh, we didn't catch three lemons. And he's like. Six, you're mad about 60 yeah. fish. <laughs> like the last and then they're like the average person catches 2.5 specks a trip. 
I was like, what the, I'm above average. Finally, at something in my life. Yes, I'm above average at something in life. <laughs> oh, we're below. But we don't, we don't like fish for them. And the days that we do go fish for them, it's like the worst conditions ever. Oh, it, like the absolute worst conditions ever. So, yeah, it's, it's, we fish. My buddy is huge on speckled trout fishing and the I videos do okay. Do what? What are you saying over there? I love fishing. I love fishing for speckled trout. I'm just yeah, but the I'm difference is y'all have y'all have y'all catch 15 inch trout. We catch 12 inch trout. <laughs> like we also wow. catch 30 to 40 inch trout as well. Yeah, we don't do that. Like we, we I've, I'm telling you that biggest that trout I caught on my last so, video. I'll I'll send you pictures, Emily. Yeah, 30 to 40 inch speckled trout. Like they're they're <laughs> monsters. They thick. That's why I'm going to South Texas. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, there is something about Texas. But their like, regulations, like, yeah. so when my uncle was in, in um south of Houston, wherever he was, he was like, you know, theirs was, I think it was 15 inches at with five fish. Yeah. And he's like. 15 to 25 limit of five. Yeah. So it's like, you get that fifth, you know, you get them. And he says, yeah. when you catch a 15 inch trout, it's like. Man, look, he's like, you get as much with five fish as you do with 25. Off. He's like, because they get girthy, is mm-hmm. what you're they looking get for. A lot of water. That's my favorite word, thick. <laughs> I use that a lot in our videos. Man, that fish is thick. thick. You know, I, I caught it in like. Good trout. <laughs> I, I talked to. Uh, oh, I mean, one, my last video I put out, I caught that 18, it was like 18 and a half, 19 inch trout. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a red because I'm used to catching a trout, you start reeling it, and they come in the water, and they're just flopping the whole way in. Shaking the head, shaking the head. But this one dove, and he never came up until I got him to the boat. And, like, you can hear it in the video. Everybody's like, it's a trout, it's a trout, grab the net! <laughs> you never hear that for trout. Like, no. You don't grab the net for a trout. There's, there, there's been a couple times where I've been wade fishing, and I forgot my net. So I'm, like, calling my buddy over. I'm like, bring me your net! I mean, this... He, he was 29 and a quarter. I have yet to hit the Dirty 30 Club. That is my goal this year. I turned 30 at the end of this month. And my goal by the end of the year is to catch a 30-inch trout. And I know where to go. I just got to make the time to go. They should definitely go because 30-inch trout is just mind-blowing. I, I think I would quit fishing if I caught a 30-inch trout. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going. Y'all, y'all just load up. Come on. I'll put the boat in the water. Let's go. <laughs> Like, like still, I'm just. What sort of depth are you from? Um, so I'm, so I'm, I live in New Braunfels, but I fish everywhere from um, Port O'Connor south to Baffin Bay. Okay. I will look like I'm. She's like I'm gonna pull out Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Drop. Yeah. So um. Speaking of tournaments and stuff, like we're, we're just going to circle back to that. So there are um, just women fishing tournaments in the state of Texas. So I don't know if they have that in Louisiana, um, but they're, they're, they're mostly CCA tournaments. So you have babes on Baffin, babes on the Bay in Rockport, potties on the Harbor. I mean, it's definitely like yeah, a sexualized really name. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, babes on the Bay last year, we took 25th out of 280 teams. No, yeah, that's that's badass. 
That's and that's a redfish tournament. So we're looking for a couple of people for next year. So um, if you're in the market to fish at a redfish tournament, come on. Oh, 100%. You, you know, like 100%. ours, I don't think we have any women specific, but all of our CCA tournaments have a ladies division. They have a ladies and a kids division. The men, they just throw us all together. And I'm like, whatever. See, I'm the kind of person to where, like, I don't want the ladies handicap. Like, That's if I'm going to outfish like, you, I'm going to outfish you. Weird for me. You know, you know what's crazy, though? So, like, you say that, and it's like, at some point, it's almost like, look, the I think the spec this year for the CCA tournament, the ladies division, was bigger than all the men's combined. Yeah, it's like fishing isn't unless you're out there catching, you know, huge thirty inch starfish or something like that. You know, something that I will probably get pulled overboard catching. Fishing is like a really, you know, intricate. Just like everybody can do it. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh And 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 I think my favorite part now is that they're adding a youth division to every tournament, which is super cool. Um. A, a part of me wants to bring a youth into our team for Babes on the Bay next year or just sponsoring a youth team just so they can get out on the water. Um, that's, that's definitely one of my big things is I, I, I want to grow the sport with, with our youth. And I feel like once they learn how to do it, then they'll teach their friends or they'll invite their friends out. Hey, you want to go fishing? Blah, 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 blah. So a part of me wants to get a team of like youth out and just send them on their merry way. That so would like, be pretty cool. Like, I water think, them I think a little bit, cool. and I promise you, they will just grow. They will. Yeah. 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 I had, I had like a uh, one of the friends that was at the camp. They uh, they brought their little girl, four years old. All right, just pretty much perfect. But she was like, "Can we go fishing?" I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, threw it out there for her because I had some spinning rod, and she can't really. She's reeling it in. I hope big old perch. I mean, like big old perch, and just pull, pull. That was like six to eight inches, just because we're in the podcast world. They can't see. Oh uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like six inches, you know, <laughs> above average. But um, yeah, and she just and the very next morning, as soon as we woke up, we had been drinking all night. We're at the camp. First thing we wake up, she's all bright eyed. She's like, "Can we go fishing?" We go fishing. I'm like, yeah. Let me go clean the ones that you caught last night first. Kid goals, kid yeah. goals. If anyone's out there looking to make a kid like that, I'm willing to go on fifty percent. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm dying. Um. But yeah. Um. So. Once we get you guys down to Texas, we'll definitely get you in the tournament world. I think you guys would really enjoy it. Um, like, I finally got my mom to fish tournaments with me. My mom was an angler, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go straight angler. She liked to fish as long as you baited her hook and took her fish off kind of situation. She, she liked to reel them in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was to the point where I got her some gloves and I got her her own lip grippers and like she does it all herself now I'm like mom yes I'm so proud of you yeah. um everything's pink That's of course oh. mom if you're listening to this I'm that throwing you under the bus you're welcome you sound fabulous <laughs> my mom's pretty awesome 
it, it was to the point where I even bought her like a brand new pink and black waterly rod because she's like, I, I'm, I'm ready for next year. Like she's planning babes in the, on the bay the day after babes on the bay this past year. And it's in May every year. She's got her gloves, her pink rod. It's just going to outfish everybody now. You, you know, you say that. And my mom, like before she met my dad, was never like huge into fishing. We got a camp in Myrtle Grove and she was just never huge into it. And she went on a charter trip with her company one day and she looked at the dude, she's like, hand me just a pile of bait. Y'all are too slow at this. <laughs> my mom, like, you could, uh, actually in the snapper video, you can see her fishing with us and she's just like, all right, I just need y'all to grab the bait out of the box. And I was like, that's fine. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I love that. But yeah, my, my, my mom is like super ready for babes next year. And, and, and it rolls around every May. So um, we'd definitely love to have you guys on board with that. I think that'd be super cool. And maybe we can um, potentially sponsor a youth team. Yeah. I think that would be legit. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I will send you all the information and the dates and, and kind of what that looks like. Um, my dad, bless his soul, I love him to pieces, but he goes a little overboard um as soon as we told him about this tournament he packed the entire rv he took time off of work he called and made the reservation for the rv park he made sure we had a golf cart ready to go like the man was on it he went grocery shopping he went to the bait store with like with my list i mean homeboy was on it look 10 out of 10 dad speaking from a dad that's what you do for your kid like it was mostly his wife but i mean we'll we'll go with the kids uh, uh, well you we're not gonna we're not gonna talk can't about why right now all right it's a sore subject oh goodness so once once we get you into tournament fishing and all of that and if you love it kind of like where do you see your fishing career going if, if that's with tournaments or if that's online or oh that's like definitely one step up in there like I've, it's it's weird because we're i you know um Lincoln's asking like she's like you gotta know this answer people are gonna ask you this i'm like well i don't know i was like <laughs> i'm still trying to discover like what road i want to go down because i'm branching off like my past looks like a a tree right now. I don't know where I'm going. But um hopefully eventually, you know, if I get good at this, I can take one of those paths so I can do it for like a living, you know, like at least somewhat of a living. You know. So are you looking at like like the sponsor side fishing of things or the guiding side or kind the of, tournament kind of both side? Like we've talked about um because I feel like you, you can kind of get a you can do sponsors and kind of guides ish at the same time, you know. And that's uh, we were just sitting down talking about possibly, you know, looking into that in the future. Yeah, it's it's a couple years away. This is like a long term plan. So, um, if it on the way in, you passed it. Bourgeois fishing charter. Yeah. I don't know if they're signed up yet, but um, originally Tofield, I think he was the junior or second or whatever he was, but that's what he did so he was the first guide to ever go out and get sponsorship for the guide service and like you can um bubble blade actually did a whole story on that, mm-hmm. on his story 
And if you've listened to WWL in the morning, I'm sure you've heard his voice um, from Don Dubuque show. It's been yeah. a few years, but yeah. Yeah, I've probably heard his voice. I mean, he has, he has a name that you never forget. His son runs it now, but. But um, it's just something like all this is kind of like new, like the YouTube side, the possibility of sponsorship side. It's just something that we never thought was even going to be possible. And now, you know, we're creeping towards doing things like that. And it's like, oh, maybe we can actually take off with this. Yeah. I think and you guys have a very, very good future with the foundation that you guys have built. Yeah. And, you know, you say that, but like, um, Serviceide did a podcast about getting on, and it was more of the hunting industry. Mm-hmm. But like, some of them guys are saying they don't care how many followers you have, it's the drive that you. It's that you're saying, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go 100 miles an hour and do it as hard as I can. And they just want to see that you will put it out there. And like you said, the the guy they were talking to was like, I'll hire people just to film content for me, Mm -hmm. not for themselves. But eventually, you're going to get known for your content in the industry. Oh, yeah. So If you just put it out there enough, uh, nothing. Crown just came out of the nose because y'all cannot see it. <laughs> you are welcome awesome. because Frank likes to out me. I'm out him. <laughs> By the Crown way, Crown burns a lot more three or not. Crown burns coming out of the nostril. <laughs> Frank, I'm gonna need you to breathe, homie. So tournament. <laughs> No, we'll definitely put content. We'll, we'll, we'll put our content out, content out there, and it's just it's gonna get like we know it. Uh, Lakin does an amazing job of editing. She just obsesses over it. Like, oh, well, I could do this. I could have did that better. I was like, yeah, maybe, but it's still great. And you're learning. Yeah. you're constantly progressing. So one thing like, I'm, I'm I'm gonna send you all my content, and you can edit that too if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> look, if you want to do content, edit. Yeah, right? I got you, girl. I have enough of it. You can edit. <laughs> like, like, so, she's and that's like, what, she's like, that's a full time job. Yes. I don't look, get paid for this. You want to you want to talk is. about a full time job? So Vinny tries to put out three videos a week. Oh, dude, that, oh, that's no. that's crazy. that's filming, crazy. editing, and putting a video. And I'm like, dude, I was like, you're gonna. And then, like, sometimes he's like, I only got two. And I was like, if I get one a week, I'm doing great. Yeah, if, we one, if we get one a week, I'm like, I'm you know, my fat on the back and everything. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think the marketing side of everything is a full-time job to begin with. Like, when, when Frank asked me to come on and take over the marketing side of it, I was like, all right, what am I about to get myself into? Can I just say, Frank? You're awesome, but it was a mess when I got a hold of it. Oh, no no doubt. I agree 100%. It was and a mess. I, I told, so I tell everybody that's been involved, like, and seen it, and I'm like, dude, I told Vinny this. I was like, you need to get you a marketing person. He's like, well, I was like, <laughs> it is so much nicer that I, I send pictures, and then they come out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. No, I'm just, yeah, well, I'm married. Just, just because of your editing skills. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, y'all, we have about 10 minutes left. So um, I definitely have seen y'all um, post a lot about Four Horsemen Court. 
I'm wearing it right now. I am. I know you can see it. No one else. Them. You're seeing it. Yeah. Right I love their stuff. And like, I've, I've had people, I'm not going to lie, Four Horsemen do not come after me for this, but I've seen people who use quieter quirks, catch fish, but then Four Horsemen quirks, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Like, it is nonstop on fish all the time. Trout, reds, snook, you name it. The bass worms, the, yeah, the yeah. skinny carp. That's that's like my go-to for almost, like the canals that we fish in. You don't want something extremely overpowering, like your bevel carp or anything like that. It's... Are the skinny ones quieter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Because, like, we went, so I got a video out, and it's, like, it's crazy calm or something like that when we went fishing. And my buddy's using this, like, really, ex- like, the cheap H&H cork. And, like, we're throwing, I have an oval, and his brother-in-law has one of the bevel corks. And he's, like, that he's catching, like, four to one. And I'm, like, what is going on here? Yeah, no, it's, like, a big difference. And the biggest difference is durability. Like, 100%. Absolutely. Especially with the new wraps that they have. Especially with the new wraps that they have. Of what? The new wraps. Oh, yeah. The wraps are great. What? I love them. So, so Four Horsemen, if you're not, y'all, oh, y'all, y'all need to get on them. Yeah. I have, I have a nice LT one. Well, that's like my, my grandpa, we bought it for him. And he's like, can't believe y'all bought an $8 fork. And I'm like, that's why I throw 30-pound braid with a 20-pound monofilament leader. Because I pop the leader way before I pop my, my Wait, main hold line. Wait, hold on. You use mono leader? Yeah. I, look, I grab whatever's cheap because it don't matter if I use it. Homie, use fluorocarbon. It is a game changer. Look, at least it ain't the 12-pound one because I went to 12-pound one time because somebody's like, they can't see it as good. And every time I set the hook, I popped a lot. I was like, I am I freaking done. 12 pounds, that's all I use. Oh, no. You see, like, uh, one of our, our flag uh, Instagram pictures is like mm-hmm. this redfish that slide. I don't even know how big it was because we had nothing to measure it with. But uh, it was huge. I thought it was 12 pounds. I will yeah. catch everything with 12 pounds. It's all about how, how you just handle the fish, you know? Like, I've never mm-hmm. broken off before. Oh, I ha- I have. It's like, but I set the I hook like, like you're trying to rip it now. <laughs> yeah, like I'm mad at it when I, when I set the hook. Listen, I have a Bill Dance hook set, and I ain't afraid to admit that. <laughs> so, uh, growing up, my my uncle was like that, and he still is to this day. And I'm glad we have a T top on that boat because every time he sets that hook, he right. smacks. Like, what are you doing, my dude? Like, I'm like, dude, it's a it's a 12 inch red fit. I mean, speckle trout, you ain't even got to set the hook. You just reel. Yeah, soft mouth. Calm down, sir. Jeez Louise. We, uh, speaking of hook sets, like, you're all like, ah, and I believe in like a much softer set. Like a much softer hook set. And I became a believer of that when uh, we took one of our friends out and she called her like personal best of uh, redfish and everything like that. And the poor girl's never really fished, maybe a little bit with her dad, but we were in this canal and we were catching a bunch of bass and she was just like, Can you see the hook? I was like, No. 
you gonna set the hook? And he was just rolling yeah. in. And left and right. Yeah. So yeah. so I use like, for my swim baits, I started using a um like when I'm using strictly a swim bait, not a cork, I use Berkeley fusion hooks. And they are so sharp that it's just like the gum got to. That's what we use. I, I look I went That's to Walmart. That brand right there. So yes. so I got so the first time I fished Hope Dale, because we don't really have grass here. Or I never fished grass. Yeah. Well, I went fishing with Vinny and Hopedale, and I was like, he's throwing in the grass beds, retrieving through the grass beds with these swim hooks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's how I'm gonna start doing. And since then, it's the greatest thing ever because I could throw in the structure. So it's I'm fishing a weedless hook. Yeah. So unless I actually set the hook into the pylon, which I do. But that's a different story. That's what I got to talk about. But that was the biggest fish ever, right? Yeah. But that's only happened twice in the last three months. But <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. What about you? Um, me personally, I like to use artificial under a popping cork. Yeah. That's that's my favorite. Um, I use the chartreuse quarter ounce jig heads. With a new penny um, gulp shrimp with a chartreuse tail. I love, I love the new penny. Yeah, that that is like my trout bread and butter. So I actually, um, I'm kind of weird because it depends on whatever technique I learned recently is what I like to fish, and I think it's just because I could perfect it. Yeah. And like I'm, I'm in the top water now, and if you watch when we were fishing for them fish, I'm like. I can't work a jerk bait. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't get the rhythm down to walk it across the top of the water. Uh, walking is like the most awkward. Yes. Left hand, left hand is just weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, walk, and then I'll accidentally stop it a little too long, and I'll have to start the process all over again. And those bass are probably like, yeah. I ain't even mad. <laughs> so I've, I've learned once, once I can throw a quirky, I can throw just about anything. Um, this, I'll, I'll have to send you a couple. Um, it's it's the Paul Brown <laughs> topwaters. I have no idea, but <laughs> I guess it's a Texas thing. I will have to send you all a couple, but um, yeah, if 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 you can get those to sit on the on the top of the water and just weave back and forth, it's a game changer because they have a weight in them. Yeah, mo- so most get stick baits do that. Of the water. But I can't work a stick bait. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like the, I, I use a lot. Uh, it's made by Yozuri, but it's like their bone color walker. And that summer, that the summertime, like midsummer, they really love that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, is that about time? We are there. We are there. Do we have any final thoughts? Drop, drop. So, drop y'all socials again, just so everybody can find you. I'm also going to leave. So, if you look at their names in the show notes, you can be able to click on their name and it'll pull up. Mine will be to the B-side. I'll probably link Brandy's to the B-side because she's a part of it now. You no longer have Lone Star Lady, just to let you know when it comes to the podcast. Um, excuse me, sir. You just, just put mine on there because all of the socials for B-side are on my link tree as well. Oh, okay. I never, I never could find your socials anyway. Mine? No, hers. Oh. 
Like I so I, it's I, under I Lone up. Star Lady ninety two, not the Lone Star Lady. It's uh, Lone Star Lady. My bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I messed up. So drop y'all socials again so people can find y'all. All right. So we're just on Instagram and YouTube. It's just under Morse Chicks. Do y'all have a link mm-hmm. tree or anything? Um, no, we don't have a link tree. Um, Blake and she does uh, a lot of stickers on the side. She has a link tree, and um, hers is um, what is it? Huh? Lake and Fort Art? No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Lake and Fort Art. And is it not? What is it then? You make our stickers. You make a lot of different cool stickers. Fishing stickers, Halloween stickers. We have other stickers. Oh. On Instagram, it's Marsh underscore chicks. Cool. Blake is all the media person. I'm just like, oh, I didn't know that. She took over. I she took it. over yeah, all of our media. Why other people help? <laughs> people like me and Frank. Right. Yeah. It it definitely helps when when you have a full time social media person to kind of take that off of your plate because with editing videos and posting daily or even twice a day and all of that, it's it becomes a lot on one person so like I mean, in if you if you can hear me props to you girl i mean like since she, like ask her today uh, we went set alligator lines and i probably sent her 15 pictures and 10 videos <laughs> like, and i was like here do what here, you want with them <laughs> like sometimes I'll, I'll like post a picture on instagram she's like you don't edit that person. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> It was to the point where I told him, I'm like, you are no longer allowed to post on social media until I tell you to. Look, I'm not was... the bad one, though. It's the other one in the group. And Chris, I'm talking shit about you because I know you're listening. <laughs> Chris knows now. Sir. <laughs> well, you guys, we appreciate y'all coming on. Um, we definitely want to have you guys again, and we'll talk more of the hunting side. Um, here soon so we'll have to schedule a date to have y'all come back or maybe by that time i can come out there and we can do a whole full-on live thing that, that'd be pretty legit and we can fish together and yeah yeah i agree this whole zoom I, I thing think, i think that would be a lot cooler you just make that happen yeah i mean um i think i'll have to i gotta bring you neutral hunting anyway because that's a blast Oh, hey, if you take her, you got to take us. Uh, I don't have a boat to go do drive. Right. We'll just take our boat. And <laughs> Looks like I got to load up. the boat up. <laughs> no, you need a mud boat where we go. Because, like, today we were running, and Vinny's like, oh, this is shallow. And I was like, how shallow? We have, like, three inches of water. Uh, we're in trouble. <laughs> I forgot, because y'all are built different over there. Oh, yeah, um, like, look, if, it, if you could see a sheed... We could go through it. Unless you're a Oh. That hard bottom. Oh. So, all right. But we're, we got to close this out because <laughs> we, we don't want one of the podcasts. But, <laughs> so, during the oil spill, we ran airboats down there. Yeah. And you would hit a sandbar with an airboat, and it would be like hitting a brick wall, and you just stop. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, Frank, that's enough of your stories for today. Um, we will... Um, we will circle back on that one later. Um, Lake and Emily, thanks again for coming by. Um, guys, make sure to check them out on social media and YouTube and um, give them a follow and a couple of views. That'd be legit. Um, also, thank you guys um, for joining us. Leave us a review and tell us what you think about the podcast. If you have a certain topic you want us to talk about, leave it below. 
and we will try to get to it. Um, so yeah, until next time, guys.